Hey, this is Romy. And this is Aaron. Thanks for listening to our podcast where we talk all about relationships. Ladies, how guys can break your bed, not your heart. How to attract that partner of your dreams. And heal from the wounds that past relationships have left us with. It's going to be hot. And funny. With real stories to help you get your questions answered. Let's go for a ride. Hello, everybody. We are back. Episode 28 and... Romy's got a smile on her face. You had something big happen yesterday. <laughs> She's got these lashes Shoot. on. They're so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have fake eyelashes on from a drag show. Oh, a I drag find show. Fabulous. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got my taxes done today, and the dude says, Oh my God, those are like drag eyelashes. <laughs> and I thought, Yeah, they're fabulous, right? <laughs> you know, I wore them for you, is what I said. <laughs> He's nice. older. I was like, Yeah, what's up? No, I literally am in the same makeup as yesterday. Fun. I was a bridesmaid in mm-hmm. a wedding. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of my best friend's wedding. And I was glad it wasn't me. Um, mm-hmm. Right now. Mm-hmm. Let's say that, right? Not forever, but right now. Yes. Was it at that castle place? Okay. So there's this beautiful castle in our area. And they do wedding receptions there. Yeah. And wow. It's like got it a vineyard really and everything, is. huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was snowing kind of, you know. Oh, I wow. was just like, Whoa. This is serious. Yeah. They had like a bridal suite upstairs and, you know, a male whatever suite on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. And it was just fabulous. So we felt pretty. I have fake eyelashes (laughs) on still. (laughs) You can sleep right through those beasts, man. (laughs) Just right through them. And I would actually, this is for the ladies, advise you to do that Mm. because I woke up with a guy, uh, the new one, Uh and... It was like mascara down the face. Oh, no. Yeah. And mm. he was so nice and didn't say anything. And then I went to the bathroom. And I was like, what in the actual hell is happening? <laughs> and it's down. So the fake eyelashes don't do that. You wake up perfect in the morning. So if you're ever going to go on a date with someone overnight, yeah. maybe put a strip on, <laughs> strap on. <laughs> Make sure I said that right. Uh, of the fake ones. Mm. And you'll have no bleed mascara bleed the next morning you look as flawless as you did that night there you go there you go so yes i went to a wedding i was a bridesmaid and me and aaron were talking about this before we started here yeah and interesting okay (laughs) life's dynamics right so a beautiful wedding and then some different situations happened right so i brought the new boyfriend as a date yeah he was my plus one of Mm -hmm. course And it was so nice to be fancy and all the things, right? The bride starts crying, you know, when the dress is going on. Oh. Like panic. Oh, no. And I'm laughing. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. When did I text you yesterday? When did you? You remember when I I texted you and I said, how's your wedding day going? In the morning, wasn't it? I think it was. I just didn't know like what point, if you were there or what was happening. No, not yet. Okay. I was getting hair done, I think. Mm. Hair, yes. And so she's <laughs> freaking out. And I said, listen, Broad. I said, you don't get to be a bridezilla because it's trendy, okay? <laughs> I said, knock it off. And she's looking at me like, I'm going to kill you. And then she can't stop laughing, right? So yeah. she's crying and laughing. And we're getting this dress on her. And, oh, it's like Titanic style, right? Like, you oh, got to wow. get in there. Yeah. I thought, oh, don't put me in that. I'm getting mm. married in sweatpants, okay? <laughs> But, yeah, I'm going to eat and drink the Unicorn whole thing. Unicorn sweatpants. I love it. Right? With mm-hmm. bright across the ass. That's what go. I'm doing. There you go. And so 
I said, you know what? I know what you need. And everyone always thinks I'm crazy mostly, but I said, I know what you need, right? <laughs> she says, more wine? And I said, no, definitely water. Anyway, brother says, get her some water, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he knows this is going south quick. Right. And I can't stop laughing. And so I jammed the speakers. Everyone's downstairs in the in the room, uh-huh. like waiting for the wedding to start, right? Yeah. And I'm jamming shoop oh, wow. from salt and pepper. Okay, because that is our song. No matter what happens in our life, whatever, we just get in the truck. Good job. And we jam this Shoop song, right? Mm -hmm. And so I said, I know exactly what we need to do. Yeah. And so I just, and we both know the words, like all of them, right? And so took right out of that, did, what do you say? Um, A paradigm shift or what do you say? Like a. Oh, a state change? State change, Physical state change, yeah. Yes. So that was cool mm-hmm. you know not because i'm awesome but just to see it like exactly now we're dancing and heck yeah, yeah. um a bridesmaid of hers was she's uh, got really bad cancer oh shoot. And she's done chemo like 20 times so she you know was so beautiful and had her bald head and mm-hmm. i talked to her a lot about this and helped her with her outfit and i was so glad to be one of god's angels helping her yeah. um with pure love and just when you see people in those situations, because she's very young, uh, and then you see your life, you think, man, I really have some champagne problems, don't I? <laughs> For real. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Nick Jonas. You're my man. You uh, so that was interesting. And then somebody literally got carted out in an ambulance. Holy um, cow. The groom's dad. Wow. Because he was having like a stroke or a seizure wow. or something like that. Um, blood pressure. He was dancing Super too much low. to shoot. He, <laughs> God, <laughs> yes, yes, that's what happened. He dropped his beer in the ground and fell oh, out of his chair. Oh, that's so tough. I, so you would think like this is a hot mess, it right? Sounds this like is a hot it. mess. Yeah. And then my date decides <laughs> that he's just kind of needs to do stuff at home and uh-huh. said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go home in a little bit." Yeah. No, to me, a little bit meant like maybe another hour, but I don't blame him. The roads are crap because of the weather. And so I was like, if you need to get out of here, I get it. Right. Right. And I get antsy too. So I'm actually more understanding of where he comes from. Mm -hmm. When I have juice orders or something I need to get done. Yeah. Aaron probably knows this. It's on your mind and you can't let it go. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, I'm going to take off soon. Right? And I had some stupid texts happening and I was just <laughs> like from juice stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. I'm going to lose it quick. Right? And so open bar was, <laughs> was a fun, well-placed. Fun t- <laughs> the guy oh, comes shoot. up. He goes, was that you singing? And I said, yes. I sang them a song. Oh, wow. I totally sang them a song for them to dance to. And I said, yeah. He goes, wow, that was awesome. And I said, thank you. He goes, we're about to shut this open bar down. And he goes, where do you guys want the alcohol? (laughs) You're like my place. I literally said, come (laughs) grab me when you guys do that, and I'll show you which car to put it in. (laughs) Well, he didn't. (laughs) There's bottles left of everything. And I was like, yeah, brown SUV, come grab me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God, yes. I have a pantry that will go in. But. So, yeah, it was um, – anyway, the entire point is what we're talking about today. Uh-huh. Um, Groundhog Day, yeah. trends that are happening that are not good ones, right? Yeah. Skinny jeans are cool. We can stay with those. They're not even some, cool anymore. I like them, though. I still like I them like them, too, but that's the thing with trends. Like and 
like trends that are coming back, but we're not talking about clothing. We're talking about relationships and people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But you, you would look at this whole thing and you would be like, that sounds like a cluster F, man. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful. Oh, wow. Just so beautiful how it all came together mm-hmm. and how you can just kind of take things as they are. And then I was home by eight something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I watched a cheesy ass movie with my dogs on the couch nice. and ended the night. Mm-hmm. Right. Just perfect. Nice. And so, yeah, it was actually quite, quite lovely, <laughs> but lots of challenges for me. Yeah. You know, lots of challenges. There's, so there's let's talk about this one real quick. Yeah. The boyfriend came as my plus one. Uh-huh. He was supposed to stay the night and then work took him out of that one. Mm. And then I thought he was staying till eight or nine because that's when the wedding was going to end. Yeah. And he's like, well, I got to go. Wow. You know, one of the bridesmaids said, are you sure he's not married? No. <laughs> and I go, what? Yeah. And she says, well, you know, sometimes when they have lots of places to go and they cancel on you and stuff and stuff's happening, it's kind of weird, right? Like, are you sure he's not married or has a girlfriend or something? Mm. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. It makes you start really Joke's thinking, huh? It was just like, whoa, that's an interesting thing to say. Yeah. I never thought of that. Mm. I probably won't again. But, (laughs) right? If joke's on me, then whatever. But, Uh, you know? Yeah. If a guy gets to spend this much time with me, I would say you're welcome. Yeah. Is what I would say. That's right. So, you've had some interesting experiences, too, this week. We haven't really talked a lot this week. No, we haven't. Right? You've been busy. I've been busy, busy. too. Yeah. It's been wild. So, you brought up Groundhog Day. I know. And trendsetting. I think that's a good term to use too. Um, instead of just like following trends and repeating the same trends because we bring back the mom jeans from the eighties and all those can stay there. Hey, I've seen women walk around and they've got these high waisted jeans that look like they could store a child in those legs. It's pretty wild. I'm serious. on one today. I don't know. Is it the weather? Are you okay? It's the, I had some chocolate before. <laughs> just kidding. I was just like, I oh my. I don't <laughs> you know. You can store a child in those legs? <laughs> what? I don't even know what's happening right now. Anyway. So awesome. what, I'll I'll jump to that, but I first wanted to make mention <laughs> of something okay. you said. Okay. You were talking about, and I think this is important for anybody, whether you're in a relationship or not, whether it's business or romantic, whatever it is. But so often we get stuck in our emotions and we don't feel like we have the tools nor the capacity to break out of it. So when you were talking about your friend, the actual person getting married and she couldn't necessarily control what was happening, you did something that was very profound. You, you created something that she already had emotions attached to. And that's the first step is identifying something physical that you have a positive association with. Yeah. And this is where you can make the magic happen. Yeah. If you can, if you know what that is for someone, the next part of it is, is make sure that that thing or that experience requires them to physically move their body. And, and it's so funny. Like I've done this in coaching. It's so funny. Like someone could be like in the most depressed state and I'll like, I'll get all like, you guys can't see this, but like, I'll get up closer and closer and they're like almost in tears and I'll be like, you know, just like, oh my gosh, that's so hard, isn't it? Ma! <laughs> and then they'll be like, huh! and all of a sudden the, the, they, like they take a, you know, jump back 
and just happen to shake them out of that state. Or they start coughing. Or they start coughing. <laughs> but usually they get scared really fast. And, yeah. and, then, and then what I'll do is I'll be like, see, I got gotcha. you. And then they're like, oh, and they don't know how to act. But then I'm like, now let's talk about what just happened. Because they need to be able to associate a positive experience. It may have been scary at the beginning, but it was enough for them to break the state that they were in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so you guys, it it can be very easy for you. It could be a cool song that you love that like maybe you grew up with. It could just be, and I've had, I've had other people, like one of the things I tell them is just like, you're in a setting usually that's usually high stress when this stuff happens. Like you get triggered and all of a sudden you go to a space in your head, you start experiencing those emotions you don't want. And so then what do you do? If you can tie the emotion and that experience to something physical. So let's say that maybe it is a song. When you, when you heard the song, what did you do with your friend? Dance. You danced. Yeah. You physically did something, which is a positive association. Same thing here. You might be in a business setting and maybe when, how do I, how do I think of this? Like when someone, when something triggers you, what you can do is like you have a positive thought of what an outcome is that you want, or maybe it's something completely unrelated. It's not business related. It could be like, maybe you're spending time with your kids or your husband. Maybe it's great sex. I don't know. But if you can tie something physical, like I've told some people just like touch your elbow. You're in a conversation, a heated conversation with someone and you start to feel that trigger hit. If you touch your elbow and you've thought enough about maybe it's sex, maybe you thought enough about that positive experience with your kids, whatever it is, when you automatically touch your elbow, guess what happens? That thought comes back into your head as you're in a heated conversation. And so then all of a sudden it's like, I don't have to relive that same pattern again of fear, of anger, of whatever it is. I've literally just thought about sex while I'm talking to my boss as I'm touching my elbow. You know what I mean? And so tie something that's emotionally positive to a physical thing that you have to do. That's what I'm trying to say. And it will help you so quickly get out of that funk to get out of that state of just like, ugh, I hate life. She texted me today and said the wedding would have not been the same without you. And I was thinking, well, no shit, because I wasn't would have been there. Uh, she said the wedding would not have been the same without you. You make everything crazy and more fun. Mm, I love it. Because I'm just like, okay, no more time for crying. Yeah. But not because you can't. Yeah. I was about to cry later. So stressed <laughs> out, right? I was like, ah. Yeah. But, yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk I'm a little bit about. I'm going to touch my elbow and think of sex. You talk about whatever you want. Yeah, I will. But it doesn't have to be your elbow. <laughs> But I'm okay. just saying, like, if you're if you're scared of doing something in front of someone else you may not know or want them to perceive you a certain way, find something that's not as crazy. Because right. I've told some people, like, sometimes it's actually important for you to do something outrageous and be okay with doing it in front of people that you aren't comfortable with. Because that will actually reinforce positivity in your mind because ego wants you to feel less than in front of other people. Right. And so I've had some people say, like, I'm like, stand up on a chair. I don't care if you're in a conference room and you got a billion dollar CEO right there. Stand on a chair. You do that and you're definitely going to get out of your element and those negative thoughts are going to go away because you're going to be thinking about everything else that's going on. But that's the point. I couldn't drink any more wine, you see, because mm. we were walking downstairs. Uh-huh. So I was like, we better not do that. So <laughs> let's dance. <laughs> right? I love it. I love it. No, I was actually thinking I was standing on the stairs because uh-huh. as it comes down both sides, 
the guys on one side and the girls on the other. Beautiful. Yeah. And then they got married in the middle on the floor. Uh-huh. Um, and so you had everybody lined up up the stairs. And I was standing on the stairs and I was looking down at them figuratively. And I was thinking, God, I hope they last. Right. Okay, when you do when you're in a wedding nowadays or at a wedding, yeah, you're so much has gone through my head. It's not the facade anymore. It's not. Yeah, I miss that. I miss being naive mm-hmm. to think that you know what I actually. I wasn't thinking at all that this wouldn't work. Right. You go to a wedding and it's beautiful and romantic, and you want that same experience. Yeah. And now I think this is all lovely, all of it. Yeah. And you know what? If anybody can make it, those two can. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. But there is no facade anymore. Mm-hmm. I was joking and saying I'm glad it's them and not me. <laughs> but eventually, totally. I do want to be married again. Yeah. So, but why do I want to be married? It's for everything else outside of that day. Yes. And that's right? important. Super important. Yeah. Yes. So they can have a reception and we can drink and dance and sing and tell their vows. And they were super funny. I actually appreciated it. And it was really fast. Yeah. But it was so funny. Nice. And I was like, you guys are awesome. Um, but it's everything past that day that actually matters. That's right. So you better make damn sure that you're in a state to not want to walk away. Yeah. It's not about the person being worth it. I mean, that's a very basic step yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's 1A, right? Because yes. um, there's a lot of people you can think are worth it that you try with that mm-hmm. aren't actually worth long term mm-hmm. after a couple months. Yeah. And you won't know that till you go through a couple months, right? Exactly. But yeah, so I was just kind of looking at them getting married thinking, man, I just hope this works. I hope we got a 10-year coming mm-hmm. and a 20-year anniversary mm-hmm. coming and that you guys are still going strong and I love this. Yeah. You know, but if anybody can make it, it's you two for sure. Mm-hmm. But it was just not the facade. And then in my mind, I started thinking, do I have like bad anxiety over, <laughs> you know, because of how mine went? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, if you start thinking, you do. Yeah. And so then I just kind of released it and was just like, you do realize this day has nothing to do with you, right, Romy? Well, like one day out of the yeah. year for somebody else has nothing to do with Romy. <laughs> Your ego <laughs> is a little outrageous, <laughs> right? I, I am a spoiled brat. I have realized the last <laughs> couple of weeks I really am, you know, uh, like the new boyfriend is kind of, he is far from perfect. We both have challenges sure. with each other. Yeah. Okay. Let me say that. But, um, I'm a brat mm-hmm. and I'm not, I don't have any kids yeah. and I don't have all these other things that people deal with. Yeah. So I'm honestly like kind of a little fucking kid with a rattle toy. <laughs> like, no, I want my way. You know, yeah. and I realize, oh, my God, for the first time ever. <laughs> and this guy's actually showing me for the first time ever out of anybody, mm-hmm. because I think everybody else would almost condone it mm. because I'm the hot chick. Mm-hmm. And so they let they let it be OK. Like they kiss my ass, whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't really talk back to me. He basically just kind of pretends it's not happening. Oh, wow. Or communicates with me like. Okay, so some things need to be changed then for both of us. I mean, you know, the stuff that comes out of his mouth, you're kind of like, oh, that's like actually adult. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. he's not going to kiss my ass. He's not going to condone my shitty behavior, but he's not going to call me out on it either. Mm. He's just going to be understanding, 
but yeah. not tolerating. Yes. You know? So I, I, I have experienced these last two weeks that I'm kind of a spoiled brat and not in the sense that you think, mm-hmm. but I definitely don't do change well. Oh, gosh. Woo, I said it. He was changing all sorts of things on me mm-hmm. instead of being adaptable and like, yeah, life happens, man. I totally understand. I had to take some steps back and be like, how do you want to handle this, Romy? Like you're growing up. Mm-hmm. And it was like a step. It was steps for me and a yeah. process. I had to actually try to act like a grown up, Aaron. Yeah. That's <laughs> hard, think right? You have to, right? It's hard. But I actually had to try. Mm-hmm. And so, but this is very good for Romy to learn. Yeah. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling him he's either a lesson or a person. <laughs> right? Lesson or a blessing. Yep. Yeah. So he's either going to be my lesson, another lesson mm-hmm. as a man, yeah. or he's actually going to be my, my actual person. person. Right? Yeah. So either one I'm open to. There you go. But yeah, lots of new experiences I'm learning with myself <sighs> these last couple weeks. It's so true. But yeah. And, you know, the, the hard part for me, so when we talk about, I'll come back to that story a little yeah. bit, but um, the hard part for me this past week has been um, when we talk about Groundhog Day or um, just like trends, yeah. I'm, I'm realizing more of the trends that I'm creating. And, and that's the thing that's, I think, really hard for all of us. It's the fact that we get in these loops. We want to project and blame other people as to why the relationships aren't working or why we're attracting certain people. But even when we have the awareness of like something's wrong, something's off, we can't necessarily identify our contribution to it so we can break the pattern. And that's where it's like really hard. So like on my end, this this last week, I've had a couple of experiences. Um, one of them where, holy cow, um, there there were inklings of red flags. And what I mean by that was just like, after I connected with her and we started talking, I was checking out her social social profile, not because I'm a creeper, but because I want to understand the history. Yeah. Like I want to understand like family and days. kids and like, does she have friends, pictures with friends? So I know that she's not like dealing with some mental health stuff most likely because that's been a thing in the past too. There's a lot of patterns that you start to see when you date certain types of people. Yeah. And so I I was checking those things and I noticed there was like this, gap of like three years of when things were posted, you know, and, um, we had a conversation about where she was at, um, how she got to where she was and all of that. And that's the thing is like, you can also take someone's history and paint a picture that could be really bleak. You can also take people as they are, as they are today. And so that's what I was trying to do is just like, I, feel like I'm, I'm learning who the person is today, yeah. but I do need to understand the history and the context because that's usually where the dirty details are. Right. And so anyway, yeah, there was this gap and I was just like, so like what happened? She's like, well, this is the time period. And it didn't necessarily add up of when divorce and other things had happened. And I was just okay, okay. So when I called her on it, she's like, I don't know if I remember right. And I could be slaughtering this, but it was like she kind of got confused herself in terms of how the timeline played out. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. I and mean, people can make, you know, mistakes or like not remember things exactly. And that's, and that's okay. Um, but man, like our conversations were, were great. They were awesome. Um, she lives 
much further than 100 miles from on Bumble. And and that was the thing. It was like that was the other she red does. flag. St. George, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So then that's I was right. like, um, in my head, I'm like, how could I make this work? And is – so this was the the next thing. It was just like I had to look at that because that's been like the phrase in my head that has been <laughs> – the sword that's like I've stabbed myself with. Yeah. How can I make this work rather than like, does this naturally work yeah. rather than trying to make it work? And so it's not that I wouldn't ever date someone that lives four hours away, that's but hard, though. that's a little bit, it, it is long. But, but the thing was, is that once we got on and then, and this is the thing, it's like, even with those elements of like, okay, that may not that might be a little hard or like she explained this and I don't know if I agree with that, but I, I still feel like we can make it work because yeah. of how great everything else is. Right. So here was the thing. Um, in breaking groundhog day, <laughs> like if you even watching the movie, if you remember the movie, like it wasn't until he started like, just like giving and loving and start and stop being his old self of all about him, himself and just like really trying to show up for other people. That's when like life changed. Right. Yeah. And he was able to live and he understood that like the value was not in the success. It wasn't in having the girl necessarily. It was, it was living a full purpose life. And you know, for however, however cheesy that is, like, that's essentially what I've learned through my own process. Doesn't mean I'm perfect, but what happened was, and she didn't do anything wrong here, but we got on a FaceTime call and this was the first time I had actually seen her live. And within a half second, I instantly knew I was just like, Nope, it's not going to work. Yeah. And, and so rather than replaying that again, like, how can we make this work? Or like, let me just have more time. And, and I'm sure things will change and I'll grow into it or whatever. No, I was just like, no, in my head. Right. And, and so then afterwards, you know, I let her know, I left her an audio message. <laughs> I could have called her. I was, I was too chicken, I guess, but I just, I left an audio message and I just told her how much I, I thought she was an amazing woman cause she is, but there were some things that they weren't, we weren't compatible on. And, and so did she ask what? I gave her a couple, okay. I believe. Okay. And, and so, and I, and that's the thing I, I, for those guys out there, if you are doing something like this, you can get in a world of hurt. If you start laying out a bunch of reasons, hmm. rather, if you can kind of be more general and if they ask, then great, but you're already going to hurt the woman. So it's better to uplift and point out the things you do see. Don't ever be dishonest. But then just keep it as general as possible in terms of the reason why. If they really want to know, we talked about that. It's not about being dishonest in prior episodes. It's just a matter of like how much information do they need um, in order for them to feel like they can heal from that interaction, yeah. no matter how long it is, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one instance. Yeah, don't placate someone. No. Don't trash them. No, no. There's got to be a balance, right? Totally. Yeah. But I guess the point with that particular story and others that, that I've had this last week, it's that the moment that we start to learn a lesson, my experience has been that other tests come in 
to see if we will go back and revert back. So even if you like close the door on somebody and you're like, hmm, then all of a sudden what happens? Like my experience, and this is, this is so funny, Romy. So that happens and I'm on dating apps, right? Yeah. I usually don't have a problem like have having women interested in me and me interested in certain women. But like it was like the desert. There was nothing. After St. George? After St. George. Hmm. And so I'm sitting there. I'm just like. like you, what do you mean desert? You just weren't finding. I wasn't finding people that are attractive. And at the same time, like, or that I was interested in. And it was just like, even the apps were like, no, there's nobody else to look at. I'm like, what? So like you go for like, even if you're off for a couple of days, then there's only like five more. It was really weird. So <laughs> all I'm saying is, Sounds is that. Like my life before. All, <laughs> all I'm saying is, is that. Guys and girls, when you hold a boundary, when you feel like you've learned the lesson and you actually apply it, like in that case, just know that the process of leveling up and attracting someone that's more in line with you is going to require more tests, but it may not be in the way that you think. You think that you passed a lesson. Well, guess what? It would have been very easy for me to like, man, I guess I made a bad decision here because I could have actually had a date this Friday night with this girl had an amazing time, even if she wasn't my person, but I already told her no. And now I don't even have anybody that I can talk to on the weekend because yeah, you know, anyone knew. So it was just kind of like, huh, now you get to sit in solitude, (laughs) which is yeah. Hard. (laughs) Is it for you? Yeah, it can be it. So let me, let me preface it. Sitting in solitude isn't necessarily hard for me. I can be a hermit, but if you have an intention and you feel as if you're available and it's the timing is right for you to put yourself out there, that's where it kind of gets sucky. If that makes any sense, because for me, I'm just like, okay, God, okay. You know, universe, like I'm available. I'm ready. I just did what I thought was right. And now I'm given this. Are you serious? Yeah. So then you can start getting like, I don't know. If you choose to have a Saturday night by yourself because you had a busy week. Totally right? great. And you're just like, yeah. I'm going to get some Cafe Rio. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's this how I roll. And then I'm going to get a red box. Yeah. I'm going to spend time with my dogs. Like, hell yes. I'm looking forward to this. And then you start exactly. getting a bunch of bullshit on your phone, right? Yeah. But if if it works out to where you don't have any bullshit on your phone and you actually get to follow through and watch a damn movie, <laughs> right? It's, it, oh, I love it. Yeah. Or take a bath, right? Do these types of things that work for us. Mm-hmm. But if you are at home alone, uh, not by choice, right? Oh, yeah. It's not cool. Because you've but had something go south or right. be, right? It's a different feeling. It is. But but it? then it's like, okay, with with myself as an example, guys. So what, what I do during that, you know, that day or two was I, it wasn't just even about self-care. It was like, why am I being dealt this right now? And it was more of an, you know, exploratory um, exercise. It was just like, okay, so you're in this situation. Why is it happening right now? And you start thinking about all the other people that you had past relationships with. You start thinking about like all the people that you started conversations with. And you're like, hmm, is it because I need to reach out to one of these people? And you're doing the check in there. And then you're still, and then for me, it was like, no, 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 all the way around. And like, what is going on? Like, what do you want from me? Well, guess what happens? So then, (laughs) 
So then like early earlier this week, then all of a sudden my inbox gets flooded. So then I get all these matches and I'm just like, holy cow, this is crazy. A lot of people that are distractions, they're still not. So it's like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, "Yeah, Aaron, you held the boundary. Good for you. And all of a sudden, like you are now traversing the desert. Great. We're going to get you out of the desert now. But by the way, that stuff you're drinking is full of carbs and sugar. You know, like it's not going to be good for you. And so like, why are you going to, are you going to still drink it? I almost said it's not Romy's juice, but it's not Romy's juice. Aaron doesn't want to drink Romy's juice. <laughs> I've drank your juice. Come on. Oh yes, that's what I was talking about. Anyway, Romy's juice, <laughs> her kidding. juice spa. That's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess the takeaway in terms of Groundhog Day is like so often we it's not it's not so much we placate ourselves. It's the fact that we expect more. after we put ourselves through the lesson with intention. That's what I'm trying to say. Because so often we think that like we're going to get beyond Groundhog Day because we did one little thing. And so for the listeners that are out there, if we want to, it depends. Like if you're wanting to play around, then great. Have fun. But if you're looking for your person, when we say your person, even if there's seven and a half billion and maybe there's a couple people out there that would be great for you, that's not very many people. So you got to go through a lot of stuff. And are you willing to fully experience those things? Not push them away, not fight them. (sighs) And that leads me to the last point. Like (laughs) I, I, I don't know. So like some of the characteristics, the repetitions that I see, the groundhog days or the trends that I keep seeing are those that have some mental struggles, like some mental health struggles. And um, it, it, the, the thing that I feel like I'm learning now is it's, it's almost like, almost like the impetus for me to go out and do more research around how do you help someone in that type of a situation? Not so much that I want to take that on or I want to be with someone that struggles with PTSD, depression, whatever it is, but it just keeps happening. So I'm like, well, what else, what else do I need to learn from this situation? It's not that I'm condoning it. And it's not that I'm going to continue dating people with these situations, but obviously if it keeps happening and I'm holding boundaries, then why? And so the other part of that that I've learned is that when we have learned the lesson, um, in this case with me, um, gosh, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know the truth yet, so I don't know if I should share it, Romy. But she mentioned that she's had these particular struggles, and then she completely bailed on me. And she made an excuse which could be completely legitimate, and I don't know that, if it is or not. Okay. But the behavior sense has shown, unless she got in a car accident or something terrible, why isn't she responding back? This is a new person. Yeah. Okay. And so to me, it's, it wasn't so much that I had to hold a boundary with that person because I feel like I've already learned that lesson, Yeah. but it's how do I deal with the emotions associated with past relationships that are now showing up with someone with typical same behavior. And I feel like that right there. I don't know. For me, it's it's not so much about, oh, Aaron, you need to learn this so you can help other people. It's like, yeah, great. Awesome. I've done that. And I'm so sick of that. (laughs) But I think beyond it, for us to move forward in a healthy relationship, 
we have to be able to know how to not just hold boundaries with people that are toxic, but we also have to be able to know what to do with the emotions that end up in our bodies that are still there from those past relationships to be able to clear them out. And those other people that come in that are new, these Groundhog Day situations are just reminders that there's still more emotion that needs to be released. That's what I'm getting So at. two things that just made me think of um, quickly. My mom. Yeah. Right? So after my divorce, she didn't talk to me because I was too crazy for her and she I wasn't listening to what she was saying and all of these things. We won't yeah. get into it. But so I haven't talked to her for a while, right? Yeah. Or she hasn't talked to me, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The other day she texts me and we go back and forth, not in a negative way, but just for an hour and a half on text, whatever. Uh-huh. And she's still the same person, so I still can't have a damn healthy relationship. That's so hard. And I say we pull this out of the emotional closet. Mm-hmm. Because, Aaron, I am just like you in the sense of um, me and you are always looking at ways to show up the best way we can for people. Yes. Okay. And I will say that. We do that. Yes. Uh, I will also say we are constantly looking for ways of Mm self-improvement, whether that is self-improvement books that you get from an ex-boyfriend on Valentine's Day. Um, (laughs) Okay. And right. Or two more in a Victoria's Secret bag before. They're all great. And I'm sure I'll read them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Good fire starter. Awesome. Um, Me and you are always looking at ways. Self-improvement books. I like them. You don't really like them so much. You're always doing some form of yoga or just improvements. Right. Mm. And they might be different, but we're always trying to get to this common goal. Mm-hmm. Me and you, right? Mm-hmm. And helping people and just kind of those types of people. Yeah. Right? Is that fair? Totally. Okay. So I sit a lot with my thoughts, take drives. I used to smoke cigarettes while I was driving. Mm. That was my time. Mm-hmm. I don't smoke anymore. Mm. Um, Since yesterday. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? <laughs> These damn Virginia Slims. <laughs> if I go to Wendover, I'm going to smoke one of those, though. I'm doing it. <laughs> so, you know, I used to do all these things, but I still take drives and hoping someday to drive in my Porsche and think the same things. Yeah. But I take my dogs or whatever. Whatever the day comes, you know, however it comes. And I think, I just think about mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend sometimes says, what are you doing? And I said, oh, just driving. Oh, where are you driving? Wherever. Just thinking. Yeah. Oh, thinking about what? Oh, wow. And I say, you know, I was just like, oh, just about life. That's a big topic, right? And I said, have you never just like went for a drive and thought about everything as a whole, right? Mm -hmm. He says, no, I get what you're saying. So I think about these things and I think when I sit here by myself what makes it so I can't breathe? Mm. What gives me a stomach ache? Yeah. What is holding me <clears throat> back? What's the glass ceiling? Yeah. Okay. And I do a lot of thinking about these things <clears throat> every day. I check in yeah. all day. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. I know you do the same thing because me and you do not want any skeletons in our closet or our emotional closet. Exactly. We don't. And we want to show up the best way we can for people. We want to live our best lives, business, romantically, all of it. So we're constantly, constantly checking in with ourselves on every level. Is that fair? Totally. Okay. And then we have our own ways of taking breaks too, which are so healthy and awesome. This does not make me and Aaron amazingly perfect. 
but close. I will incur. I'm damn close, dude. And so uh, it's on my thigh, man. <laughs> I literally, <laughs> my thigh literally says practically perfect in every, every way, way with yeah, a big old funny. Mary Poppins on it. Yeah. So you bet. But I think to myself, what do you still have in there, Romy? Okay, we got two things. Mm. Your mom, that's heavy. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be able to deal with their mom leaving them and abandoning them. That's hard. So many people have, though. Yeah. Um, and my dogs, apparently I have senior bulldogs now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I go, senior bulldogs, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> and I thought, what do we do now? With yeah. the same thing we did yesterday, right? Yeah, it's been a nursing Change home. Change their food, <laughs> call the nursing home, make sure they have accommodations <laughs> for all three of us. And, <laughs> and I'm like, what does that even mean? They just maybe need a little extra care yeah. in the future. Yeah. Uh, this is all new phase for all of us, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've actually held a lot of anxiety. He'll do things. My male bulldog, he'll just do things all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, like his hips will just drop below him. Wow. Just boom, fall to the ground. Wow. Yeah. The other day. And then today on the couch, he's just kind of shaking on the couch like having a seizure. Wow. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laughing because I'm like, I, every day is a new day. Yeah, it is. Right? And so I think we're going to have to just really be on a surfboard mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. instead of a tree with roots. Yeah. This is the only way we're going to survive. Yeah. So I got them some fun food that might help, right? Some fun new stuff mm-hmm. that might just help them a little better with vitamins and things. And then I give them tons of extra love and just make sure. But there's these damn eardrops that were sitting on my counter and they were not cheap. Because they keep shaking their heads like they have something in them or an ear infection. Yeah. Both of them. And I thought, the dogs can give each other the ear infection mm. by licking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm thinking, I can take them to the vet. That's fine. But let's try these eardrops first mm-hmm. so I don't have to pay the bill. A lot of years ago, my bulldog, the male, had an ear infection mm-hmm. when I was getting my divorce. Yeah. And I was in the bathroom like, I don't know any better. He's my dog. And he loves his mom. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting these eardrops in and Spunky is turning on me, biting me. Yeah. You know, he bit my hand as a warning. Yeah. And I thought, oh, shit, you bite your mom now? Mm-hmm. You know, and then I think something triggered inside of me, like changed. Yeah. That he's possible and capable of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had to call the ex-husband and he picked him up and he brought him back to health mm-hmm. and did the eardrops for me and then brought it back. Yeah. Okay. Super grateful. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now we're kind of in this situation again. We're having to deal with this again. And I say, but I'm different. And so is he. That's interesting. And there's going to be a trust happening. Yeah. Now, Aaron was actually with me when we got these eardrops because he was with me. And he says, have you put those eardrops in yet? I said, hell no. Why? They're just going to chill for a minute. (laughs) <laughs> and we all know why, right? Yeah. So today I didn't wake up like, I'm so damn empowered. I actually woke up more peaceful than ever. Mm. I didn't have any lump in the throat or anything, any like shortness of breath. Yeah. And it was for several reasons. But the main one, I set a boundary last night with my phone and everybody in it. And I said, I'm going to watch a movie mm-hmm. and take time for Romy. Yeah. There will be no juice. There will be no texting. And I'm going to fall asleep on the couch if I want and have peaceful me time, right? 
with my dogs. Mm-hmm. So I woke up this morning in a state of peace Love and it. zen. And then chaos was trying to come in. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, 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 no matter what. And I have the option of what I choose to handle and what I choose to do. Right. And so I stayed in this constant state of no matter what happens this morning and today, this is a snow day, folks, <laughs> and we're doing it as such, yeah. right? And I got the taxes done. He said, you got three grand coming. Oh, shit, I made a mistake. Now you got 700. And I go, oh, my God. Okay, what? That's quite the difference. And it I is. stayed in the same state. Same state. It didn't affect me. Yeah. Long story short, I put the eardrops in the bulldog's ears. Not because, get over here, I'm doing it now. Mm-hmm. Because I felt confident in doing that. And I just felt like this just needs to be handled. Mm-hmm. And if we both have trust, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. He literally rolled his head to the side and let me put the damn things in and then flipped his head to the other side. Wow. And I'm not even kidding. Wow. But it was because I can't give him eardrops when I'm in a state of panic and, you know, stress. Yeah. He can feel that shit coming in hot. Yeah. yeah. But finally, this morning, when I was in this state and I stayed in this state, and I put them in, and then I did it to my female, and here we are. Yeah. Right? So, um, you were saying something <laughs> before. I just totally went off. You were saying something, and that's what brought me We were talking to about Groundhog Day. We were talking about the repetitious patterns. Okay. Handling that, though. Yeah. And just getting stuff out of... Right? right. So, I just want to encourage people, because you've had some shit with girls, I've got another story I'm ready to share, so keep huh. going. And when I hear this, mm-hmm. okay, I have my own shit, but when I hear your stories, Aaron, yeah. I'm like, broads, I'm serious <laughs> right now, okay? And I'm not pointing out anyone <laughs> individually, and I'm not, Aaron isn't telling me to say this. I'm saying it freely, because right. I am a chick. Yeah. Please, dear God, treat the men with some respect. They mm-hmm. are human too, okay? Yeah. I do things and I'm the first one to apologize because I want my boyfriend to feel safe and I want him to feel desired and whole and like he could tell me anything and he doesn't have to walk on Mm eggshells. And I honestly lately have been not, I've been selfish Mm -hmm. in the sense of not making, where am I, where am I putting his feelings? Yeah. Fair? Yeah. And so I say, yeah, you canceled on me and now I'm pissed. And I didn't think of why he canceled. So then I did a detour and talked to him about that, right? <laughs> yeah. And all was well. Yeah. But we don't get out of our own space to think of somebody else. Yeah. And so I swear to God, Aaron, I was married. And these I thought, he's a big football player. And I just thought, he just needs food, right? <laughs> <laughs> food and sex. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. And that was my young, naive version. Yeah. You get out of it, you grow up, and you think, oh, shit, they got emotions. Yeah. And now I have a lot of guy friends that are, like, emotional mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. And I think men don't just need food and sex. They actually have a whole being behind them. And yes, I'm not kidding. Are. Like, yeah. this is actually a thing. Mm-hmm. So, women, please, stop messing with my damn friend <laughs> uh, and every other guy. Yeah, and every other guy. If something's weird, Aaron, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. We don't have to keep asking 85 times, mm-hmm. like, why, 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 why? Mm-hmm. If somebody isn't answering you back, this era mm-hmm. when everyone has their phones attached to them, exactly. like another organ, it's all bullshit. Yeah. 
We don't have to question, did they die in a car accident? <laughs> no, chances <laughs> are they're being an asshole, right? So I am sorry for these women just acting a fool <laughs> to you and every other guy. Yeah. Answer them back. Have some respect. If you don't want to date someone, tell them. Yeah. Text is such an easy way of doing that. It's a little shoddy, but whatever. It gets the point across and doesn't leave someone on the hook, right? Yeah, totally. I just hate bullshit, and you know that. I do. I want to share. Just be honest. Yeah, I want to share two quick things. That's so all. that that quick incident, the incident, that <laughs> experience um, that I had recently, um, just even last night. So she even prefaced in the conversation because um, we were leaving audio messages back and forth. She was saying, you know, like um, – there's so many times that I've deleted these apps and that I've unintentionally ghosted or, you know, just kind of walked away from things because of what I struggle with. And she was talking about PTSD Okay. and, um, and like, I have total respect for that, but I didn't have full understanding. Well, that's the same. Um, that's the same mental challenge, um, as the girl that I've talked about for a couple months, um, on this podcast. That's what she also struggled in. And that has been part of my qualms is like understanding how that mind works. And so it wasn't until even last night after, you know, those exchanges that I was like, what is it really like for someone in a relationship that deals with that and having to dive in? And so that deals with PTSD. Yeah. And so one of the things that that was really helpful for me, guys, and when we when we take the view of life is not happening to us, life is happening for us, then it really does become more of a lesson than than like, what was me? And like, oh, why can't I find this? Or it's just, you get into that mindset of just like, it's all hopeless. And that's not helpful either. And so when we can flip it in my head, I was just able to look at that. And it's like, well, even if things don't work out, even if she didn't get in a car accident, maybe she just doesn't want to respond, whatever. But even if even if that's all true that she doesn't want to respond, I now have a new lens to look at my interactions with someone that I really cared about for the past couple months and did not understand why it felt like they were ghosting me so much, and still feeling like and it and that's the and we have we don't go into it but like it's not so much in that regard that I was chasing them, I was not just like hey 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 and like text after text after text and no response. That's not what it was. And there was mutual understanding like, Hey, I really like you. Yeah. Yeah, I like you too. And then, you know, we have conversations, but then it was just so weird that like I could leave a couple messages and not hear for a long time and be like, what's going on? Like, this is so irregular. I didn't understand it. Right. And so I'm just trying to say that like, even in that overnight experience, it gave me a new lens to understand with more empathy and I don't know that it means anything because I've let go of that woman that for the past couple months that I've tried to engage with. But if she does come back into the picture, at least I have a different lens to look at. Right. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. The second thing I want to say, because we're talking about Groundhog Day and these patterns, right? It's not so much that you have one lesson for one person. There's as much as we can get, the more that we level up. Um, there's, there's one other thing I want to say, and then I'll share the experience. You talked about the wedding and how that particular couple, if they can, if anybody can do it, they can do it. Meaning they, they're going to last for years and years in their marriage. And I hope that's the case, right? Yeah. But one of the things that I've found is just that like, 
we have to be able to take people where they're at, meaning we have to love them wholly and completely from where they're at. Yeah. And they have to be able to reciprocate the same. And that doesn't mean that you have to be perfect in order for you to fit the puzzle of another person. You could still struggle with depression. You could still struggle with these other things. The needs that are needed to be met may be minimal for another partner and they can fully support you in that and that you're giving them other things that are they desperately need. You can't limit yourself and, and you can't make assumptions about that. You need to clearly communicate your needs. They need to do the same. And if there is a match at that point, great. The thing that I found is especially in marriages is when people are on the same on the same wave, wavelength, here's my needs, here's my needs, and you're meeting each other's needs and you feel that connection and all the things are working. It's not that you made a mistake in the marriage that 10 years down the road, it didn't work. It, you grew apart because of the choices you made from that junction. So what I'm encouraging the listeners to look at is if you do find someone that fits that, don't future trip, don't future trip, live in the now. If you can take them as they are now, build a life together. Don't focus on what happens in 10 years down the road when so-and-so does this or like maybe his hip goes out and then we can't have sex or what y you can't even worry <laughs> about that. You only have today. Yeah. And so I, I share that because I had an opportunity in this whirlwind of all these women messaging me his last couple days. <laughs> that just sounded like a first world problem. Oh, didn't I it? know. Right. I'm just, I'm just so <laughs> full of myself right now. <laughs> Maybe no. it's just the way you did it. I know. Right. That's fun. This was like, so it's I dated a girl and you know who I'm talking about. I dated a girl for about two and a half years on and off. You know who I'm talking about, right? I got engaged too. It's, and she broke it off. Okay. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. So this was her sister looks everything like it was incredible and i was like holy literally sister no oh okay <laughs> i was <laughs> like funny she's gonna get weird yeah i know that'd been really weird um family been like what? You <laughs> i'm here no 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 welcome so, back so anyway um <laughs> that it, would it, be awesome <laughs> he's so messed that up would be so awesome it would be he says messed up i say awesome oh anyway okay. so here's what happened she like um my past, regardless of who I am today, did not mesh well with her pain from her own past marriage, if that makes sense. So essentially my challenge, I talked about, you know, overcoming like the addiction of like pornography and all that. Yeah. Um, that was a precursor to the things that she was dealing with, um, not just with her um, ex-husband, but also like growing up supposedly. Yeah. Okay. And supposedly, I mean, that's what she said. So what was interesting was, is that we connected so well on all these other levels. And that's the pattern. That's a groundhog day experience or a trend that I kept seeing recently. It's like, Oh, it's not that I'm just meeting the hotties that have no intellect or no depth. I'm actually meeting hotties that actually care about a lot of the same stuff I do, Yeah. but they have these other things that are a no go. And what was interesting was, is that we went to lunch and we, well, we had a great conversation the night before we went to lunch and, um, everything was great. Everything was awesome. And you know, me, Romy, and we talk about this, you know, in other episodes as well is just the power of energy, the stuff we're putting out, the stuff we receive and what do we do about it? Hmm. So I'm learning more of my gifts, but what happened was, was that we were driving 
And I reached over and I put my hand on her leg and I asked her, is that okay? And she says, yeah. And within like a second, the entire energy of the entire car, the entire, it's not a huge car, <laughs> but the car <laughs> changed, it shifted. And it was like, I felt this like, it was like a deep, heavy, weighty, um, it, there was a little bit of anxiety, but it was less anxiety and more of just like an ache but then you can't quite breathe mm -hmm. feeling. And anyway, I'm feeling it. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what is going on here? Yeah. I'm like, is this me? Like, and so I'm checking in with myself. Is this me? No, it's not me. And I like, you know, are you doing okay? Like, yeah, I'm doing so good. And she's like nervous and her arms are moving yeah. everywhere. <laughs> I'll let go of your leg, I promise. Um, anyway, so we, we were going back to her house to talk. And I had no expectation of kissing or anything like that. But it was weird because we got in, we got in the house and I went to go sit on the couch. She invited me to go sit on the couch okay. and she sits on the other couch. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, all right. <laughs> so Winning. we know what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I was I just, know. you know, we had a conversation for, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And then afterwards I was just like, all right, well, I probably need to get back to work, you know? And so we ended the date. She texts me back and she's like, I had such a great time. Thank you so much for lunch. Can't, I'd love to see you again. And I left her an audio message. And in that audio message, um, I just told her how I was feeling about it. I was like, this was kind of weird how this played out. And she's like, oh, don't take it that, don't take it like that. Like I was just nervous and I was too nervous to like switch back over the couch after I realized that's where I normally sit, but I wasn't sitting by you. I'm like, whether that's a legit excuse or not, I don't care. I feel it's right. It probably is. I feel that. Okay. But yeah. but here's the okay. thing. Here's here's where it was crazy. Um and and so this is just my own personal journey, guys. But what happened was is that I, I started to have a conversation. Like I felt this feeling from the moment that I touched your leg. And I and I'm just trying to understand better, like what's going on, like what what happened. Well, come to find out, she's like, now I feel completely exposed. <laughs> Because she's like, that's how I, that's how I express my inner pain that I don't share hardly with anyone to like my therapist. Like no one knows that stuff. And I was like, oh. how does she express it? What? How does she express it? The same way I just did. Like the emotions, the heaviness, the achiness, the like can't oh. breathe, like all of that. Yeah. She said that's how she expresses it. Too. Yeah. Okay. She's like, that's kind of weird that like you knew that. You like felt it coming off of her leg. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you touched no, her body and that, and and that happens. It. Yeah. I, I can totally Absolutely. take on someone's energy. Absolutely. And so, um, shoot. right. For her. Shoot. Yeah. So this is the sad part and it's the, it's the healthy part. Um, after that conversation, even if we had a great time and we were very compatible in a lot of ways, it's a no go. It's a no go. Um, like with that experience, what it showed me or the lesson that was learned there was just that like, there are some things that I would, well, basically I'd trigger her like constantly. Yeah. It would just never be safe for her. Um, even no matter how I lived. Yeah. It, and so like totally respect her. She's an amazing woman. But the reason I'm talking about this in terms of groundhog day is because n e even though like, hopefully you guys have followed along in this episode, but it went from, Aaron's dating hot messes to Aaron's dating hot women that also 
have depth, but then they also have messes that won't work. Yeah. And, and I feel like I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer to the type of person that I could see myself with is what I'm trying to say. So it provides a little more hope. So even though it may look like Groundhog Day, I could take a step back and be like, gosh, another situation where I thought it could work and okay. it's not going to work. And da, da, da. No, I'm, I feel like I'm elevating. Okay. And it, I think that's important for us to look at is when we go back and we're like, what can I learn from this? We can also look at what was the difference what was the difference in that situation or that person? Because if we're able to, if we're able to, there's a reason why we're attracted to him in the first place. And if it goes beyond just the physicality that will change, then we're onto something. Yeah. And so as we approach trends, let's be the trendsetters. What I mean by that is like, we have the power within us to not just hold the boundaries, but to be able to put out the energy of what we really want. And when we feel something that doesn't align, that's okay. That just means that we got one more step to go up that ladder or one more step to go up the stairs. So anyway. I actually love that because last week I was like, man, you're just having the same shit happen, huh? Yeah. This is how we talk to each other. It is. Mostly I talk to him that <laughs> way. But, right? <laughs> like just, wow. Yeah. Like starting over again. Yeah. And Chris Stapleton sang the song Starting Over. Yeah. You know, I believe after his divorce, but God, man, just always starting over. And yeah. it's like, it gets exhausting, you but know? It, and then you start over and you're just like, why is this one going to work any different? But I love that you took that. And I love that I'm taking that as well yeah. and not thinking the same negative undertone to it. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about elevating one more step in the ladder I think with the new boyfriend that it's just like, yeah, I'm starting over. Thank God. Yeah. Cause he's awesome. Yeah. You know? And just because we have things that we need to work out, my God, you don't take two people from opposite ends of the world mm -hmm. and lives yeah. and put them together and have magic happen. Yes. If it's magic, I'm scared. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'd rather get things out now and it's not going to be the only ones. We're going to have things forever and let's do real shit. Yeah. Let's do real life. Yes. Because at least I know that we're acknowledging things and facing demons and doing life together. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If it's a facade, I don't want anything to do with it. Right. And if stuff's going smooth, I'm usually terrified. Okay? <laughs> it's true. It is true. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about enough things. We're not doing yeah. enough things. Right? Mm -hmm. So I'm actually super grateful that we've kind of had some battles lately of things because it's long distance mm -hmm. when is that ever easy right but easy. is it worth it can be. to both of us it feels like it can be yeah can be yeah right I agree. and so you literally just have to take a little bit at a time mm -hmm. and but you do have to ask yourself like are you choosing in today yeah are you choosing in and i told him yesterday i'm not giving up right i don't meet a guy like you all the time like ever and so I'm not leaving, <laughs> you know, because you're worth it. Yeah. And so I understand as the woman I am now, um, I'm getting similar situations like Groundhog Day, mm -hmm. but I'm handling them differently yeah. as an elevated woman. Yeah. And that's the difference. Mm -hmm. So now my intentions with a man, with him, is to make him feel safe, not to make him feel like he's on eggshells. Right. And to make him feel like he can talk to me about stuff, work, problems, whatever, yeah. right? That's that's my agenda right now. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't always been good at that in the past. Mm -hmm. And so that's the difference that I, you know, want to bring. Yeah. And yeah, I think, I think it's also helpful as you know, coming from a woman. Um, I, I feel like it's funny. So on Facebook, the last two days, there's, I don't know if she's a mutual friend or not, but there's someone that, you know how it is. Someone learns something in therapy and then all of a sudden they want to become a coach. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that she doesn't know her stuff. I don't know anything about her platform other than she's holding a workshop on women holding boundaries. Oh. And that's great. Good for her. Hopefully it helps some women. I think it's awesome. I think you and I should go and we can get you a wig. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. Give me the drag lashes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll even give you a new pair. Oh, my God. Okay. No. And you're coming with me. No. Fine. No, I go on a date. <laughs> I go like, on a date no, with I you, don't. Though. You're bad but, shit. But what I will say is, is that as you were talking, I think it's also important, especially for the woman, to realize that that doesn't mean that you put your feelings aside. Mm-mm. And so when you're when you're that? allowing the man to be able to be vulnerable and creating that safety for him, because that's the very thing, like, I can guarantee you that 90% of the men out there would be more vulnerable if they knew that the woman was a safe place to share the things of their heart. Of course. But it's just hard because it's usually taken personal and it's usually in a situation where you already have enough on your plate that one more thing is just going to fire you up. You're darn right, Aaron. Yeah, I get it. I've done that to him, I'm sure. I've been the recipient of that in my past. And so what I'm trying to say is, is that that doesn't mean that you just sit there in the corner and take it. Absolutely not. And so when someone expresses something to you, a model of communication, they call it a MAGO um, therapy model. But the idea is, is that first you seek to empathize and then you, and you repeat back what you heard. It's a mirroring strategy. So you, so this is what I understand you're going through essentially. You don't have to be a robotic and say, and you said this, and then you said this, (laughs) right? No, but you're, you're coming back to them with basically what you heard, right? And then they can validate, yes, you heard me, you understand. Nine times out of 10, if you can get to that first base with a man, he's like, done. I just need to feel understood. Woman, let's go have sex. <laughs> like that's that's yeah. really what it can come to. And I think for a woman too, if they can feel understood, it can change a lot within them. But when you get to that point of expressing back, that's where it's an exchange. It's not just simply you're there for them. You're not just the caretaker. So after you've empathized and you have them feeling more understood, then you can express your feelings, not about how you're going to change them. They should change their behavior. They need to do this to fix it. But more so what you just said there, I understand because like I just mentioned, like I get it, but that really hurt me. That's what, this is what I'm feeling now. And that's okay. I want you to know you didn't do anything wrong, but like, I'm still feeling this. And so I don't know what I need right now. Um, but maybe just give me a couple minutes. Okay. Or whatever it is. And that that's where the man can show up and be like, Oh shoot. She listened to me. She empathized. Now I can, I can show up for her. And, and that model really helps so much. It it alleviates so much because so often we just want to shove off our burdens on someone else. And hope that they get it because the expectation is, is they're my partner. They should be able to take my stuff, right? That was one thing that that woman said that I had the lunch date with. And this was, this is really funny. Her last response to me was, I don't think that you can hold my pain. 
And I said, well, in my head, like in my heart, I was just like, you have no idea who I am, Roman. You have no clue what I've been through. You have no idea the amount of empathy and care and love that I have to give somebody. And so my response to her wasn't mean or anything like that. I just said, I understand what you're saying. I just want you to know that me not being to hold your pain is a complete assumption. But I respect what you're, you know, your decision and namaste. And I thought you were going to say it's a choice. Well, it is a choice, but no, that's not what I said. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, I do. But the like whether I want to hold your pain or not is a choice. Yeah, but <laughs> but here's here's where I really wanted to go with that is that it is no one's burden in a partnership to carry someone's pain. True. And what does that even mean? So when we talk about Groundhog Day, and that can be even in we just illustrated via communication. Like you bring something up, she blows up, and then you have to work through it yeah. over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important for us to understand that it is not our partner's responsibility to carry. They can hold space for us, but they should not be the ones carrying our own trauma. Yeah. We are the only ones that can fix ourselves. We are the only ones that can process it. Can someone look, seek to understand us? Yes. Can they support us? Can they, you know, ask how whatever it is that needs to be, but the only person that's going to heal themselves is that person. Yeah. And, and I think that that is a big problem that we see nowadays. Um, but it can be done. That's the thing. Like there's, when we talk about elevating, it's, it's, uh, gosh, there's so many, like sim, there's so much symbolism to the universe, right? So when you think about chakras and even DNA strands, so chakras, People think like, oh, energy centers in the body. I get it, da, 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 whatever. Yeah. They're actually, they're, yeah, they're centers, but they're based on like um, energetic spinning, connect, connective, whatever you want to call it. Spirit, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but you can't see it. Like it's, it's energy, but it moves in a circular spinning um, motion up and down the body. Okay. And the same thing with DNA strands built within the cells of your body. It's the same thing you have in their circular um, patterns where you have different things that are encoded. And so as you go through the things that look like you're having Groundhog Day over and over again, every strand is different. There's a reason why cells in your body on your hand are going to make your hand look like a hand, whereas cells over here are going to look different because they form a different part of your body. Right. The same thing exists in the relationships. Like the experiences, the people that you come across, it may seem like it's the same cycle. It's the same spinning pattern. It's not. There's a new lesson. There's a new thing that will elevate you as you continue to look outside of yourself for what that lesson is and being able to hold that boundary. It's kind of like... And I know, hopefully I'm not getting way too far in left field. You're like looking at me like, oh, man, what's going on? <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, is that when you hold a boundary, if you're, if you're relating that to like DNA strands, it's kind of like if you took, because DNAs are so finite, like they're so small, it's like taking your eye off the ball. It's like if I could literally see the DNA strands that are forming your arm and I even move just like a few degrees, my eyes a little bit over to your hand, completely different. 
And so I think for us, when we look at these Groundhog Day situations, they may seem the same. But when you hold a boundary, you're able to examine them more closely. Like, this was unhealthy, therefore I'm not doing that again. But in that situation, now I'm getting presented by someone similar. They're saying some of the same things, but what else is there to learn here, right? And it's keeping our eye on the ball. It's, it's trying to understand what it is outside of us that we need to learn to continue the elevation. How's a lot. There was a lot, but it's important. Does it make sense? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I really feel like the more that we can get outside of ourselves to understand, yeah. it's going to change everything. And obviously, like, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still trying to keep my eye on the ball and learn Dude. what I need to hold a boundary around and, like, how can I attract my person instead of those that are close but not quite there. So I'm not repeating the same thing. It's interesting, <clears throat> and this will be fast. When I met my ex-husband, it was easy. You yeah. Know? I was 20, yeah. and I was like, boom, you're it, 16 mm-hmm. years later. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? There's lots of uh, clouding. Yes. Lots of clouding. Yeah. And so sometimes we can mistake, like, you know, uh, that being the right thing for somebody that's just here now. I mean, there's so many different analogies that yeah. I can use. I don't want to go into them, but... Um, Gosh, when I met him, I was like, cool, tattoos, shaved head, beard, muscles, check. Checked all the box. Right? Yep. Harley, cool. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. 16 years. And then I, when I met the ex-boyfriend, I was like, okay, hey, these things. Yeah. You know? And then now. And so I just think like, God, it was so much easier when I was 20. And everybody didn't have all their trauma... I, th- I think the, the big thing to understand here, though, is because you're talking about basically how you've continued to elevate yourself and attracted, you know, people that had even more things that are good. Is that what I'm understanding? Well, that's true, but. Okay. Because what I want to share is yeah. that wherever you're at in your journey, yeah, you could still have a lot of work to do, or maybe you've like done a ton of work. But the point being is it's not so much that you find someone that is way up here. And if you continue to work harder, you're going to find someone even better and all that. Cause then that you're just in the mindset of like, well, if I just wait a couple of years and work on myself, then I'm going to have a great partner. Yeah. No, find someone at your level because the whole point of even, and it goes back to the marriage situation. Yeah. It's the union. It's the junction. Is it a fit right now? You can only take people as they are right now. Yeah. If you don't have to change somebody and they meet your needs and you meet theirs, they don't have to have all of the things checked off yet. You mean because you won't have all the things checked off yeah. yet, You're but you done. meet each other well at that point. Yeah. And that, and that's an energy thing, right? Yeah. That's why I felt the way that I did. There were some things that like, no matter what I did, however I showed up with that girl for lunch, she wouldn't be able to get over because she still has to work through that stuff. doesn't make her less than at all. Yeah. It just means the compatibility wise, energetically, we're off. It wouldn't work. And I think you and I both know we want to be done. Yes. Right? We totally do. I really do want this boyfriend <laughs> to be the last one. I don't want to keep leveling up and trading in, guys. But um, I also have to remember that courting continues and dating continues. That's so what I was going to say. That's okay, too. But we also understand because of what we've been through yeah. that if it is, that life doesn't end. 
totally and it continues yeah. and that it can still be beautiful and it's not regardless. groundhog day excuse me and it's not groundhog day boom we're trend setting boom <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your time Aaron. you bet I thank you much you. okay okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys <laughs> thanks guys thanks for listening to the Romy and Aaron show make sure and follow us on spotify or apple to get the latest episodes you can also follow me on Facebook at Romy Estes Meston. And you can follow me on Instagram at Aaron Says. So until the next episode, be kind and use your wise mind. And, and save, save a horse, horse ride, ride a unicorn. unicorn.